When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are James Conner's days and carries numbered with the Steelers? The draft will tell the tale. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Both James Conner and Ben Roethlisberger should be very interested in the Steelers' upcoming draft. It could just determine the future roles for both offensive stars. That is, if the Steelers spend premium picks to select their successors. We all know the Steelers lack a first-round draft pick. Hey, they got theirs last fall in the form of a trade to secure the sure intercepting hands of safety Minka Fitzpatrick. And Pittsburgh isn't looking back or regretting it for a second. But what the Steelers do with their remaining picks in the 2020 draft could just determine the fates of both Big Ben and James Conner. Of the two, Conner should be the one really worried and the most interested in all the latest draft prognostications and wild rumors. Many of those have the Steelers gearing up to overhaul their ground game with the fresh legs of either Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor who seems to be the fave right now, or Ohio State's J.K. Dobbins. But Roethlisberger shouldn't be all that disinterested in the draft either. Sure, the biggest determinant of whether Roethlisberger remains viable as the Steelers' starter in 2020 and beyond is the state of the 38-year-old future Hall of Famer's health. Specifically, the entire 412 area code is monitoring the progress of Big Ben's surgically repaired throwing elbow. That's the injury that sidelined him for most of last season, leading to an absolutely abysmal Steelers offensive performance. But as any quarterback not named Tom Brady looks at 40, a body part could go at any time. Moreover, the level of play can plummet precipitously as players age. This often occurs all at once, like falling off a cliff rather than a slow, steady decline. In short, Big Ben and how long he can remain the Steelers' starter has to be a major question mark and a draft day dilemma for the Steelers. So much so, the Dean of Draft Prognosticators, Mel Kuyper at ESPN, is projecting raw but rarely talented Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts will go to the Steelers at pick 29. It would be an eye-popping pick for sure. Pittsburgh fans will be deeply divided by this selection. Many would call it foolish for a team that could be a few players away from a deep playoff run in the twilight of Big Ben's stellar Steelers career. Others would hail it as 
their father's football team finally entering the new NFL era of ultra-athletic QBs in the Patrick Mahomes mold. So will the Steelers go running back or quarterback high in the draft? And oh yeah, there are plenty of super talented wide receivers this year as well. And the Steelers always have good luck picking a young pass catcher in the draft. It could be any of the three positions. Or the more boring but just as needed offensive line help. Of course, there are plenty of strong Steelers opinions out there, both from the experts and fans alike, and I have all of the best of them, along with some surprising words from and about Terry Bradshaw, and of course some other tidbits thrown in. It is a jam-packed edition of your Steelers update, so let's get right to it. Of course, it wouldn't be Pittsburgh without the most chatter surrounding the most important position, that being quarterback. And the Kuiper projection of the Steelers taking Jalen Hurts has sure stirred the pot among Steelers Nation. As ESPN stats note, the pick would be the Steelers' highest drafted QB since taking Big Ben 11th in 2004. In fact, five of six teams taking QBs in Kuiper's mock draft are looking at their highest drafted QB since a very successful pick. The exception is the Raiders in the draft that Kuiper is doing. Hey, we all know Kuiper is QB crazy. As for Steelers scribes and fans, they either love or hate the Hurts pick. Mostly it's the latter, so here's a taste of the chatter in the 412 area code, from sports radio talker Andrew Filipponi. If the Steelers take a QB with their first pick, the entire front office should be fired, unless it's Tua, that being Tua Taglioa, and that ain't happening. It would be one of the biggest blunders in recent Steelers history. No hyperbole. Of course, Filipponi has been talking up the Steelers signing Jameis Winston in free agency. So naturally, he'd be against the team taking a big arm high in the draft. The problem is if Hertz goes on to hurt the rest of the NFL when he gets on the football field. The Steelers fans would be ruining this draft day for a decade. You think they have Lamar Jackson envy? Another missed Steelers opportunity at quarterback would hurt even more, especially if it is Jalen Hurts when the Steelers had the chance to steal him. Mike Asty says the Steelers won't pass on a QB high if they think they have the guy. He tweets, I could see the Steelers having the, we will take a QB now if we like this guy and they know we can get a receiver later mentality because of the depth of the receiver position in this draft. As much as the Steelers need some help right now, they also need to think about the future, especially at QB. I'm not advocating for this pick, but it's interesting to say the least, unquote. Fan Kevin Adams said he'd be physically sick if all that happened. He tweets, quote, There has to be less than 0% chance the Steelers take Jalen Hurts in the second round. I would be baffled and disgusted, unquote. As for all those knocks on James Conner, they're adding up off the field as well. 
experts and fans alike think his run with the Steelers may be ending after this season, meaning the draft will go running back early for the Steelers. Here's some of the chatter. Stillcurtain.com came out strong in the anti-Connor camp. They write this, quote, It's hard to argue that James Connor was worth a third-round compensatory pick back in 2017. Connor, a cancer survivor, bounced back in a tremendous way. After Le'Veon Bell decided to bell on the Steelers in 2018, Connor took the reins and ran with them, earning nearly 1,000 rushing yards to go with nearly 500 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns. But Connor's value in respect to where he was drafted isn't what's on trial here. The Steelers need to decide whether or not it's worth a second contract with the team. Despite Connor's loyalty to Western PA throughout his life and the city of Pittsburgh, the Steelers should allow the veteran RB to test the market next offseason. As much as I like Connor's football character, here are three reasons not to give him a contract extension. Number one, injury concerns. Over the past two years, Connor has started just 22 of 32 possible games due to lingering injuries. These injury concerns aren't likely to just go away either. Number two, production. Connor has averaged a respectable 8.4 yards per reception throughout his career, but his 4.4 yards per carry are average among the league. In addition, Connor has proved incapable of handling full-time duty and has never averaged over 16 and a half rushing attempts per game thanks to being constantly banged up. Three, running back shelf life in the NFL, which stands for not for long. Running backs typically begin to take a drastic slide in production after age 26. Connor turns 25 years old shortly after the draft, just one year away from statistical decline. It would be a risk to give him anything more than a one-year deal, unquote, all from stillcurtain.com. And truthfully, I can't argue with any of that, but others apparently can. Here's the pro-Connor camp. The Athletic did a deep dive on Connor and the Steelers' running game in general, and they concluded, quote, even if the Steelers draft a running back with their first pick, or even if Benny Snell Jr. takes a step forward in his second season, the run game likely still will be built around Connor, unquote. Luke Michael points fingers not at Connor, but at the aging Steelers offensive line. He tweets, quote, The issue with the Steelers running game is not James Connor. The issue is that the line has gotten old, especially Pouncey, who looks to be declining and can barely shotgun snap the ball at this point, unquote. Hey, even Vegas hasn't given up on Connor. They have installed the back at 20 to 1 odds to lead the NFL in rushing yards in 2020. But if the Steelers do go running back at pick 49, who will it be? The decision could be a toss-up between Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. The arguments among who would be best are fierce. Here's Joshua James weighing in. Quote, bro, it's not even close. Dobbins is a beast. The kid from Wisconsin runs like a typical big guy who will be a short yardage specialist. He isn't Chubb, who is a tank, and also has speed and quick feet. He won't run the same in the NFL. Look at guys like Ron Dane, unquote. 
But D. McKee says neither running back, tweeting, she'd much rather Hilaire as he's the best receiving back and route runner in his class. He's has the ability and style to be a workhorse back in the run game as well. He can run between the tackles. He's really elusive, unquote. And while much of the draft debate centers on offensive positions, do not be surprised if the Steelers go defense. So says Hunter Alec Homestick, who tweeted this, Hot take! Everybody thinks the Steelers need an RB or wide receiver, but healthy Ben turns everyone into a playmaker. Snell, Connor, Samuels equal a great trio. Washington, Juju, Deontay equal fantastic. They need a nose tackle and a safety much more. Edmonds and Minka are phenomenal too, but there's zero depth there, unquote. Finally, a note on the Steelers' number one overall draft pick all those decades ago at the quarterback position. Yes, Terry Bradshaw, who so rarely returns to Pittsburgh, but always looms large there. Well, he was on the local radio station, and he had some choice comments proclaiming Big Ben as the franchise best ever QB, overlooking himself and his four Super Bowls. Surprisingly, even this magnanimous statement stirred debate among the many in Steeler Nation who feel Terry was being a little disingenuous. Here's Mark Madden on Bradshaw. I like Bradshaw. He's a nice bunch of guys. It's like he got multiple personality disorder. He's legendary for contradicting himself. You can't believe a word he says. In one soundbite, Bradshaw praises current coach Mike Tomlin. In another, he blasts Tomlin. In one soundbite, Bradshaw loves his coach Chuck Noll. In another, he rips Noll. In one soundbite, Bradshaw thinks Ben Roethlisberger is the greatest. In another, not so much, unquote. Hey, can't argue there, Mark, even though Bradshaw seems to be arguing with himself. Finally, there's the always interesting Ron Cook, columnist and radio talk show host. He covered Bradshaw back in his day, and now he writes this for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Quote, the 25-minute interview confirmed three things I've long believed about Bradshaw. One, he can be charming with an incredible ability to entertain. Two, he's a brilliant man who has built a fortune that's worth an estimated $25 million. And three, he's the biggest phony I have known in Pittsburgh sports. That third part goes all the way back to when I covered Bradshaw with the Steelers. He would tell you what you thought you wanted to hear and would tell the next guy something completely different. It was impossible to know when to believe him. On the Berg, Bradshaw said this, quote, I never had a problem with Pittsburgh. Everybody thought I had a problem. I just wasn't in love with Pittsburgh. I'm a Southern boy. I was always going to leave, unquote. Hey, such may be heresy in the 412 area code, where the Berg is the center of the universe. But Cook says Pittsburgh will always have open arms to receive Terry Bradshaw should he ever come back again. And Cook caps his column by recapping the last time Bradshaw came back to the Berg. Bradshaw returned for the first time to be honored before a Steelers game in 2002, 19 years after he retired. The applause at Heinz Field was thunderous. 
It will be that way again if Bradshaw ever comes back. Steelers fans will never forget Bradshaw's contribution to, arguably, the greatest dynasty in NFL history. Character flaws? What character flaws? That's a great way to end it. And indeed, a great Steelers draft has the potential to echo across the decades. So what will the next one hold? A Mount Rushmore player or a molehill? Either way, we'll cover it right here on your Steelers Update podcast. So download it every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.